Today's daf is daf chafchet, and we saw in the in halacha hey, um, we saw the machlok about shama beit hillel regarding whether one can sell zait, who one can sell zait him to. We said according to beit shama has to sell to chaver, someone trust in tumas amasro because sorry on tumantara because it's asur legrom tuma lechulim beretz israel. Beit hillel says no, you can even you don't have to worry about tumantara. You can but you do you can only sell it to someone who's trusted in separate tumas amasro. Now, why do you have to worry about Tumantara? Because he says, Aliyah de Ila, we said. You can, if there's something to hang it on, that maybe he would eat it without it becoming susceptible to Tumantara. That's reason enough. Then we saw one situation where everyone would agree that you could sell it, even to someone's netman. And here, with the Gemara continues as follows. I'll just share the screen. The Gemara says, Tani, Shavin wat she'ein mochrin gdish shel chitin, so what are these cases? The first is, the, in other words, everyone agrees that we're actually machmir, even Beit Hillel is machmir by these three cases. First is a Gedish Shel Chitin, a stack of wheat. According to Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim understands that here it's Kvar We're dealing with a, thing of, a stack of wheat that sort of becomes susceptible to Tuma. So then it's too late now. Then you can only sell it to someone. Even Beit Hillel agrees that you could only sell it to someone who is um, who is a neman to keep in a state of tahara. The Pnei Moshe explains a little bit similarly, but, he's, but not that it's uh, vaday is come, but rather because it's so big, it's impossible that it hasn't already become susceptible to tumah. Sort of, in other words, it's, it's almost like a chazaka, if you like. Um, Rasta really has a different take on this figure, but uh, I'll just leave that for the moment. Va'avitshel anavim. Now, what's this case with an avat shel? So avat shel anavim, or sorry, avit shel anavim. This is a, um, a like a big vat that they would put grapes in, and what would happen is they would soften and eventually they'd press them. Now, the problem is it's kvar heziu. What happened is it's already the the, the the juice has already started dripping out of it, and that juice is laratzon for the baal. The baal, the, the owner wants it because he wants it to come, the juice to start coming out, good softening, etc. So therefore, it already becomes susceptible to tumor. That's a common thing with all these cases. And the third one is matan shel zaitim, which is a similar type of thing, but they put in a special container, this large container, um, to soften the olives prior to, prior to again pressing. And here, what's come out is the mohal. Now it's different when the the juice the with the, with the grapes, the juice that comes out is well juice, okay, and therefore and and grape juice or wine is something that's one of the things that a machshel kabel tuma make would make these grapes susceptible to tuma. However, the matani we're dealing with some sort of moisture. It's not exactly oil necessarily, but nonetheless, what the what the mission seems to suggest. That's why they, I'm giving this introduction because the gemara is going to test this in a moment. Um, it seems to be this is also susceptible to susceptible to tuma. And therefore, since the, all these cases are susceptible to him, you can only give it to someone who is ne'eman al-Tahara. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Avat shal anavim lotorahi. Um, but is, doesn't the Gemara, the Gemara, by looking at the fact that it mentioned avat, avit, sorry, shal anavim and ma'atan shal zaitim, the fact that it mentioned those two cases seems to suggest that what? That the mohal that comes out makes these olives susceptible to Tuma on a Dororaita level. Okay. That's the, that's what the Gemara is looking at. Now, why is that the uh, why did they come to that conclusion? Because if it was only midera banan, then you wouldn't have had to mention the case of avichelanavim. Meaning, if I can't sell the zaitim that are that are acceptable to tumah on a derabana level, kavachomer, I can't sell the uh, I can't give the avichelanavim the, the grapes from the in this that have come to be built on a derabana level. So it must mean the fact that they're both mentioned together 
Mas main that it's also on a derider level. So that's why the Gemara now asks the question. It says, Leiti hada paliga Rabbi Yochanan doesn't doesn't seem to disagree with Rabbi Yochanan. Why damn Rabbi Yochanan? Chemsha amru katana chumrin kachamu maatan shel zaitin chumrin. So just as the case of a katan is a chumra, so too is a matan shell zaitin. What's the case of a katan? It says, Katan Tame, I've got a small child who is Tame. She nimtze batzad isa, it's next a big thing of dough, and batzak, sorry, a big thing of bread, and it's got some dough in his hand. The concern is, how did he get that piece of dough in his hand? He must have come to the, the major piece and pulled some off. However, and that's a... And, and we say that's a chumrah. That's absolutely stringency. Why? Any case you have a suffix, tumah, but we're dealing with someone this meaning that you can't, this is a child who you can't interrogate and say, did you touch or did you not? Then normally we say it is tahor. The fact that we say in the situation that we make an assumption that child must have touched and handled that, uh, the bread or the dough, we say vatalinan, um, so it, it is... Um, is must be a chumrah because why again normally you'd say i'll just finish Chaim, you'd say you actually rule leniently because you can say maybe somebody else would have given it to it so this is a chumrah what other case is a chumrah rabbi yochanan says the case of matan shel zaitim is a chumrah mashma what it sounds like that um the kasalfa data the i'm reading talking about this moisture if you like that comes out of the olives is not something that is that is able to make these olives susceptible to tumor uh, on a derite level it must be on the humor darabana so in other words what seems to be this teeth this uh with this brighter we saw um <laughs> that seem to seem to say that the uh, that these olives within the ma'atan become stable to tuma on a derite level seems to be in contradiction to what Rabbi Yochanan says that it seems to be chumadur rabbanan. However, Rabbi Cheski said, and now we're taking out Rabbi Yonah in a minute. Yeah, we'll see why in a minute. It'll make sense why we took it out. So Rabbi Cheski Amar b'shem Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Cheski said in the name of Rabbi Yirmiya, ma pligin bechibur ma pligin. What's he saying that it's a chumra? It's not talking about this, it's susceptible to tuma, but rather bechiburin. Why? What does it mean? In other words, chiburin means as follows. Lafisha bakomakom nashu chibur. When it comes to hechsher, only if things are like biting into one another. For example, you've got dough and they end up smerging, like merging to one another. That if you pull them apart, it's like they'll pull up, they'll pull bits and pieces away from each other. That's when they're nashuch, they're almost like biting into each other. In other words, for things to be a chibur lehechsher, they need to mamash be almost like connected properly. However, if they're just ma'uch, if they're just pressed together, like the case of olives, we'd say just they're pressed together, then they're not considered connected. And if you and only the if you like only the water that falls on those olives that it makes contact with, those ones will be susceptible to tum and other ones won't. However, vaka, but here we find in the case of Matan Shel Zaitim, that what's the Khumra? Not that the mohal is makes it hechsher. No, that makes it that makes it susceptible to tumah on a doraita level. What's the chumra that Rabbi Yochanan's talking about? His chumra is that by the zaitim ma'uch chibur, um, which is that the fact that when they're just pressed together, that would always that would make them considered one mass, if you like, and even if, if some water, if you like, falls on one part, it make the whole thing susceptible to tumah. However, ha'hechshiran, if mohal starts coming out. Everyone agrees that's hechsha and that, that, that would be a doraita. That's the way Gemara resolves the, the supposed contradiction between Yochanan and, um, and the, and the Chachamim. However, I'll just 
drop the sh- uh, drop the share for the moment. Come back later. It says, Kam Rebiona, Rebiona went up to Rebi Yirmiya and says, Amrle, Milta. did you really say this? That the Khumri is only like, like, this is how you explain the sugya. So Amrle, no, he says, in mini, not in like, yes, in Bavle, but if, in mini, if it's from my Shem, afilu hechsheran hen that even the heksha, its susceptibility to tuma is only I mean the fact that the mall comes out and makes it uh, susceptible to tuma. That's also, that's also, that's also the khumra. But one second, if that's the case, we're back to our original question. All these three cases. Like we said, you can only send to a chaver, or someone else you know will make batara. And if a vachelanavim is clearly Torah because the juice that comes out is because the grape juice that makes acceptable to them on a dry level, then also it must be the Nabraita that the mohal comes out on a Doraita level. So how can you say, Rebiyirmiya, that the mohal, that moisture that comes out is only Makshim Rabana? So Maichadun, what now? So Tifter Kuru Yimeir says, no, that Braita is like Shit Rebiyirmiya. Don't bring that as the Kasha. Why? Because it's the Rebiyirmiya whom Kamashka. Because it's Shit Rebiyirmiya that he, he, understands that more how that moisture that comes out has a din of mashka. And that meaning, and therefore it has a, like a liquid, if you like, that is a, a drink. Mashka is really a drink, but it's it's one of the things that can make things susceptible to tumah. So don't bring me a cash from that brighter because that's shit up with the mayor. We hold like the chachamim who says mohal is does not make things susceptible to tumah. Um, fine. So Amar Abzira, so Amar says, "Tama de Beit Shama ain derech chaver lo mocher zaitim ele lamaser." Pardon me. So here, the um, so here the I read Reb Chaim. He says, "Bala fresh had Amru Beit Shamai." That which my Beit Shamai says. In other words, we've got to be careful because even Shalmi changes gears very quickly. In other words, now we explain something else. Says, "Bala fresh had Amar Beit Shamai the matnitin lo im kor ele lachaver ulamaser um lo am." Meaning the fact that um, Beit Shammai says you can sell to Chaver, but he didn't say someone who also takes Maiser. And why didn't he also say La Maiser? In other words, what the Gemara is addressing here is why did Beit Shammai say you only sell it to a Chaver? It didn't say someone who's a Chaver and also trusts in a Maestro. And the answer is because anyway, they could only sell fruit to people who trust in the Masrot. So that was un- it was unnecessary to say that. So therefore, you only the Beit Shammai only said that which is in addition to the stam status, which is a chaver. Fine. Okay, let's continue. Tznoi Beit Hillel. We said Matznoi. What's this lashon of Tznoi? If we remember the Mishnah says Tznoi Beit Hillel or Beit Shammai, meaning also only sell it to a chaver. So who did Tznoiim? The Gemara says is there's a kashire. So what is what's the language of kashire? Rabbi Chaim says there's a people of kasherim or medaktik in the mitzvot, people that are particular with mitzvot. Okay, so I'm Rachista. We say kachshaninu. We also learn hakasher nikrat tsnua. The term of tsnua is not just not the term that we apply to someone who's just modest, but rather someone who is medaktik the mitzvah, which is interesting because the Rats really brings a contradicting Gemara in the Bavli. Because it says, I'll read you, it is from, it says in, in the last part of Brachot, it says, So there was a someone who was being maspid. 
for Nachan. And Amar Haitsanua Ba'ochotai, he was so modest in his way. So Amalir of Nachan, Rabban says, Atelet Bahadela Bekis, you followed him into the toilet, Viadadi Itznua, then you know this Tanua. How can you be masked him this Tanua? Did you see him, what he did in the bathroom? Because Ilo Datanin and Enkrim Tznua, because so Itznua Ilo, Datanin and Enkrim Tznua, Elil Misha Tznua Beta Knis, someone who's a Tznua is someone who's literally modest even in the toilet, meaning he's only Megala Tefach, et cetera, the ways that one should behave in private in the toilet. So, in other words, here, the word Tznua in Yerushalmi seems to be understood much more, far more broadly to be someone who's Kasher, Medak of Mitzvot, versus, um, versus we see from Nachan in the Bavli that says, no, Tznua is someone who's literally Tznua, like we'd say now. But Mamash, but even in Beta Kisa. Okay. Shnaim Shabbat to Karmahem. Let's bring up, let's share the screen again. Let's let that shared. But okay. It says as follows. This is in the Mishnah. Well, don't worry. This, this chart looks a little overwhelming, but we'll uh, we'll go through it slowly. It says, Shnaim Shabbat to Karmahem. So if you recall, we said if two people, uh, someone who's Ne'eman and an Amaret seem to, to, um, uh, they, they, they harvested their fields and then they combined it all together and they put it in the, the last on the Mishnah tank, but to come in and they put it on top of Latocha got in the press. Then what happens is the person is, then we said, the person who's separate from his master has to separate master from himself. And he's in every place it is. We said the chilek, wherever it is, is the mai. Now, the question is, what is this talking about? How do I understand this Mishnah? So Amr Abelazar says, this must be Shittat Rebbe Meir here. Why? Which is that if you recall, we saw this before, who can, who's allowed to sell the mai? And Rebbe Meir had the most restricted position that only a siton would be able to, um, someone who's, you know, in the, this particular individual sells in these incredibly large volumes, only he would be able to sell. Okay. But everyone else is not allowed to sell the sell the sell demai. So how does that explain our mission? Now let's go through the chart. In other words, Quanta Rebeliaza Rebeliaza understands what? That ain't Brera. So therefore, what's happened? So this is I got the quotes from Rebbe Chaim, just reading the chat. That what happens is, is since they all came together, now when they split it apart, we don't say, we don't say Brera that. The the Chavir's take get, get what was originally his and the Amarat was originally his. No, we don't say that. We say it's as if they're now when they're they're, they're like shutafim shechalku. Therefore, each person is selling his share to his friend. That means the Chavir got the Amaretz's share, and the Amaretz got his share. That's the way he understands it. So therefore, Maseret Shaloh, he has to. What's Maseret Shaloh? Maseret Shaloh here means that he has to separate Vadai that which. He has in his possession one he took because that's like his friend's share. Vechelkol b'chol makom shuhu means my, my the chaveres chilek, which is now understood to be in the hands of the other person. You've got to separate it as being demai. Treat it like demai. Now, why do we call it demai when it's really vaday? Because, like, why is it called demai if it's my chilek that's over there? Because Reb Chaim says it's demai deins um because I don't I don't want typing. You see. I copied it out wrong. Anyway, because ain't richla some ella because suffic should be suffic shema delicates. One second, um, ella should say that that alal is meant to be ella ella suffic shema yasrem chavero because you don't know. Maybe the amaritz will take trumas and maestro. Okay, so in other words, how's Rabbi Leon's understanding this? The two people came together, amaritz and, and um, amaritz and the neeman the chaver. 
and they 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 boil their grapes and put in the same press. Now it comes time to divide. According to Eliezer, it says, Ein Breira, therefore, the one that the part that I took, meaning the Chaver, is the Amaritz's, and the one that Amaritz took is Yochelik. Okay, so Yochelik kept a separate trim as a master of Vada, there's no question. But the one that's in your, your friend's possession, the Amaritz, because that's like yours, you've effectively sold to him, because that's what happens when Shutafim break their uh, Shutafot. You effectively sold your Chelek, you're responsible to be Mafresh for that as well. Okay, and you mafresh it like the mai. Because why is it like the mai? Because the mai is like a suffolk. Because it's a suffolk where he's going to have to refresh himself. So, um, as it says, so I'll continue the Gemara. So uh, we said, uh, uh, so who patala maise maise shilo? He has to mafresh from his own vadai. The chelko bachol makom shu, the Gemara says, that's a chelik that the friend has, the other person has. He has to say that, that you treat as the mai. So Rabbi Yonabai says, I don't understand. So Rabiona says, one second, if you're saying your chilek that went to your friend's side is considered like you sold it to him, that's vadai. And if it's, meaning you didn't do a frasher on it yet. So you can't call it damai. It's as if you're selling, if you want to say that the, the, the chilek that the Amaretz has is like your mamash, like you sold it to him, what you sold him is damai, is vadai. It's not Damai, it's but it, it, you, you just press the olives, you can't say it's Damai. And therefore, everyone would agree, Rebbe Meir and the Chachamim, everyone together agree that you have to separate, you have to do proper hafrashi, you're not allowed to sell Vadai. So therefore, Rabbiona, so therefore, how do we understand it? Um, so therefore, we have to say it like Rabbi Yochanan, that's Divrei HaKol here, that it's everybody, meaning Rebbe Meir and Chachamim. And you're not allowed to sell the mai, and you're allowed to sell, in other words, uh, and, you're allowed to, and here we're talking about selling the mai, a vadai. Ella, what is? Hamai samaritishalo vadai. Vechalko bechol mahom shahu damai. What does that mean? That means the chetzi chalko, your chetzi chalek. Now, change the gears a bit. Shibiado mishal chavero, and mishalo is damai. What's this talking about? I'll read, I'll, um, uh, I'll read you. Uh, we'll have a look at the chart. It makes it clear. In other words, according to uh, Rechaim explained, according to Rabbi Yonah, we say that what he agrees, Ein Breira, but not in the same way as Rebbe Lazar said, Ein Breira. In other words, we say Ein Breira, and therefore every single kernel is like half yours, half your friends. So therefore, when we split it up, the Amaaretz, so the Chaver has half of his and half of the Amaaretz's. And the Amaaretz also has half of the Chaver's and half of the Amaaretz's. So each person literally got 50-50 of everybody else's, of each other's possessions. Okay? So therefore, what do we say? So therefore, when we say maser et shalom, meaning it means, maser et shalom means your chilek, you have to separate as vadai. What's your chilek? That which is truly your chilek, which is 50% in your possession and 50% in the Amaretz's possession. That has to be separated vadai. You hear? So because, again, we say the, what is truly yours was split 50-50. And since it's vadai, you have to separate. You have to account for that. So that's what it means, master et shalom. Now, what does it mean? Here we're saying is the other 50% you have in your possession is chelko, meaning the other person's chelik, the Amaretz's chelik. And therefore, you treat that as the mai, and you have to separate it, and because it can't, because it's Amaris's position, possession, and therefore you'd separate, you treat it as the mind, separate it as the mind.
Okay? Um, that's why I said in the chat, the 50% of, the, of his friends that you effectively um, that you effectively have in your position as a result of the division. Okay? That's why I said, that's a lot. The thing is, the chetzi chelko shebeado mishel chavaro is treated as demai. That's the last few years of the Gemara. Okay, let's continue. Next halacha. Stop that. Okay. Next halacha. Shnaim shekiblel sadeh barisot. Or shiyarshu or shnitrachfu. Let's say two people agreed to work as a sharecrop in a field. Or they inherited some land together. Or they nishtatfu, they came in as a business agreement. Then we can say, and one of them is a chavar, one of them is an amaretz. We say, They can each say that there's no problem here. He can say that, you know what, you take the wheat over there and I'll take the wheat over here. Now, this is different, meaning we say here that we don't, that the chavir doesn't have to worry about doing hafrash on the chilek of his friend, because we say that's a chilek that was really his from the beginning. Now, I have to read Rub Chaim because that seems to contradict to everything we just learned, right? So it says, It's not considered he's selling his chelek to his friend. That's the chelek that was really his as part of the, part of the chalaka. However, he says, This is not the same as the mission we just learned previously. Where that's the, the one we just did with the complicated chart. There we said, ah, oh, it's when you split it up with the with the with the 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 um the wine in the press. It's if your chelik is being sold to your friends. It says, the difference in the olive this is in the wine press is each of them had their own chelik. And they brought the two chalakim together, each other grips, and mixed it together in a press. That's when we say ein breira when you come to split it up. That doesn't. That's when we say ein breira. However, in our case, it's just like everything's growing in the field, and you say, okay, you take that share, that takes my share, and then we can say that's a chilek hamagiel, or that's your chilek that's really right for yours as part of this business agreement. So it's different. It's not like saying breira that it was a mixture. Now we retroactively have to like pull things apart. Okay, that's how you differentiate between the two, two Mishnah. Um, okay, Aval, Loya Marlo, you can't say, you take the chitin, Tolata chitin vani sorem, you take the wheat and I'll take the barley. Because now you can't say that's a chalika magilo, because they each had 50% of the wheat and they had each 50% of the barley. As soon as he says, I'll take the wheat, you take the barley, what's he doing? He's effectively selling, they're trading their chalakin. Now it's considered like a, a, a mechira. Okay. You take the wine, I'll take the oil. Next. What about inherited from their father? You can say to him, You take the weight here and I'll take the weight over there. That seems to be the same thing. However, here, just so you know, we're dealing not with a, a, a um, someone who is like Ne'eman al-Masra and an Amaretz. Here we're dealing with like a Chavir, who, who is trusted with Tumantara. So therefore, you'll see why it's, we're adding an extra detail in a moment. Um, or you can't, or you can also say, You take the wine here, that, that, that wine, I'll take this one. So they're splitting it. We can say that's like the chelika magilo. You can't say, You take the chitin and I'll take the sorim. Or tol atalach, you take the ones that have already been susceptible to tum, the wet ones. Because here, even there, in other words, have 50% of everything. 
And even by saying you take the ones acceptable to manal, so uh, you take the ones that are acceptable to tuma, and I'll take the ones that aren't susceptible to tuma, that is still considered like a mechira. And you can't do that. Let's continue. Tani Israel Surya. What if in Israel and a goy purchased a sadeh in Surya? We say Rebi. Rebi says that this is like Tevel and um and uh and Hulin uh Tevel and Maisa that's mixed together. Um, I'll explain. Reb Chaim says, meaning not Maisa, it's like it's Chulin. Why? It's like now the produce from that field that there's a partnership in Israel and a Goyen Surya is like mixed together. The Sphere Rebbe, Rebbe holds Ein Breira, and therefore each Kelach and Kelach is, is considered Shutafur. Okay. Um, now, this is, now it's important to understand why it's Surya. I, I have to go back to a previous, um, the, the previous Reb Chaim. He says, why? Because Yesh Kinyan La'akum Basuri Lefkeh Me'e Maiser. Even though we saw a Machloket um, regarding whether Yesh Kinyan Ein Kinyan Be'eret Yisrael and Surya, we say that Yesh Kinyan La'goy Lefkeh Me'e Trumas Amasra, meaning that therefore, therefore the Chelek of the Goy there is Patrum Trumas Amasra specifically in Surya. And that's even Midir Because according to the Shita says, Yesh Kinyan, Yesh Kinyan La'goy in Eretz Yisrael, Lafkia to make a patur. We said Midirabanan Yachayev. However, in Surya, even Midirabanan Yachayev. Okay. So therefore, it's like Maser, Maser and uh, Maser and Tevel Murvim Sebazet. And Rabbi Shimon Gamil says, Chelko Shel Israel, Chayev, Chelko Shel Goy, Patur. He says, so Rabbi Shimon Gamil says, Yesh Preira. Therefore, the Chelik of the Jew is Chayev and the Chelik of the Goy is Patur from Trumas Amasra. Now we try to understand. Rabbi Yosef B'Shem Rabbi Chanina says, Ma pligin, what's a machloka? That's Bechalku Sadeh Bekamata. That's when the, they're doing the chalukah, meaning when is the machloka? When does Rabbi, when does Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel say Yesh Breira? That's when they machalik, they go their separate ways while it's still standing. Avali im chalku gedish, af Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel model Rabbi, she called Kelach the Kelach shall shoot for However, he says if they if they divide Bigdish, now there's there's different explanation of what's actually happening happening here. But again, we'll just explain simplicity like Rebbe He says if, however, they're separating when it's already talush, already picked, like cut. In that situation, then then even Rebbe uh, Rebbe Shimon ben Gamliel say, would say ain't breira. He said Rebbe she katru b'shutvu ba'u lachalop talush t'shal shnei murab Bigdish after Rabbi Shimon Megamli Amolda called Kelach Kelach. Then we say you, you can't apply prayer anymore. Ab Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yonah says that Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan. Ma pligim? What's the machloket? B'shechalku sadeh bekamata. Aval im chalku omarim. If they've already been made into bundles, that's when after Rabbi Shimon Megamli Amolda the Rabbi. That's when Rabbi Shimon Megamli says Ein Breira. Shekol Kelach Al Kelach Shoshlota Forty. And every single stalk is considered fifty-fifty. In other words, he says that even if it's talush, according to Rabbi Yonil's way of explaining, this is where Rabbi Chaim explains it, that um, that that's already still Brera can apply. It's only once they become omarim, they come bundles. That's when you can. That, that's when you can't um, no longer say Brera. So alda to Rabbi Yonil, So what's the difference between if it's pre and post, um, uh, pre and post uh, bundling? And it says, which says bekotzo koshehu omeniach lefana. Now, what's this mean? Kotzer Kotzer literally cut a little bit and left it in front of him. So I'll read Reb Chaim again. If they carvers it together, it's sort of left on the field. And their chalakim have never become mixed together. Then we can still say yesh breira, according to Rabbi Yonah, who's understanding Rabbi Gamliel. 
In other words, it's only aval im katsru legdish v'achakach ba'u lechaluk ba'omarim ifav v'tzarim bundled together and collected together. That's when Rabbi Shimon Gamliel agrees that um, that it is uh, that it agrees in Breira. However, so in other words, what's a machloket? The machloket seems to be between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yonah is that if it's, if, if it's cut according to Rabbi Yossi, um, Rabbi Yossi, Yossi and Rabbi Hanina, he says, no, it's too late. We say, according to Rabbi Yonah's understanding, the fact that it's cut and still resting on the ground and separate from one another, it's no different. You can still say it's like it's standing. So you can say yes, prayer. So then we start collecting together and they're physically becoming mixed. That's when we start saying that's when it's only then Rabbi Shimon and Gamli would agree. So Amr Shabra says, how did the team shakanu almanat la shalolachlok? Aval in kano manat lachlok afar rebi moder. Now Rabbi Shah has got a very interesting position in, in this Gemara. Sorry, in this oh, sorry in this machloket. He, he understands is that when do we say there's a machlok between Rebbe and Rebbe, uh, so Rebbe and uh, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, sorry. That's only if from the outset they had no intention of dividing things up. However, if from the very beginning that intention of doing some sort of division, then even Rebbe would agree that we can say yes, okay? In other words, that we can say, not, it's not, not really the Eshbreira, but this is like the Chelek, kind of like Breira, but this is the Chelek that really was his from the very outset. From the very beginning, this was this Chelek. This seems to be Cholek and Rabbi Yoshai. What we're going to learn, we find that the brothers that are Yoresh is also a Machlok between Rebbe and Rabbi and Gamliel. Now, brothers, the case of brothers that are Yorish is no, what's equivalent case of Shutafim? You'd say the equivalent, because Achim, from the outset, their intention is to go their separate ways. That's the nature of Yerusha. And if in the case of brothers from the, that are Yorishim, we say that, that, that uh, it's still a Machloket, Rebbe and Rav Shimon and Gamliel, then so too it would make a difference by uh, by business partners whether or not from the outset they had, they had intentions to divide things up. Machlok would still be in place. That's why it seems to be difficult here over Shai. Okay, next. Ger v'goy sheyarshu et avihem. If you've got a ger and a goy that were yorish from their fathers. Yochulu lamarlo, he can say to him, tol at avodah zarah v'ne tol atamod. You take the avodah zarah and I'll take the money. Atanya en nesach, you can take the prohibited wines. Bani peron, I'll take the produce, the food. Um, which is interesting here, because before we said that if it's not a chad, can I get a chad? Before, but we said for the amaretz and the chaver, it's only if they divide like for like. However, if it's not like for like, it's like you're selling. So it seems to be strange in the Mishnah why he can say, you take the vodazara and I'll take the money, because it seems to be what it seems like he's selling it. So which is, we have to read the Ruchaim, he says, um, he says, hachishani, uh, this is the middle of the Romat Chil the capacity of a ger to be yorish to inherit from his father, because a ger is actually only midirabanan. Because minatora, what do we say? A ger He's like a newborn child. So really, minatoraitlev is no right to be have a chelik in yurusha. Have the chachami made exera that says a ger can yorish from his uh, his birth father, if you want to call it that. Okay. And so therefore, since the whole thing's midrabanan, they will make you within that uh, within that 
within that thing. Because it's not as if he it was really his and he sold his chilek. It's just this is that he can take from that from that Yerusha. So it's a cool, if you like, when, uh, within the Yerusha for a ger. Okay, let's continue. Ha-mocher and... And I think the, I think the basis of the Xerah from memory is that um, we're concerned that that if you know his 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 birth father was a billionaire, and uh, that we're concerned that this Xerah might start having regrets about converting if he happens to be a pauper, and then he might want to go back to uh, to that place of health. I think something like that. Anyway, sorry, if someone sells fruit in Syria, and he sells fruit in Syria, Syria. Now Syria, most of the produce in Syria, we says came from Akron, but he sells a says it from Merit Israel. Therefore, we say, you have to trust him. You have to now separate from us and Asra. If he says, they're from Eretz Israel, however, I did have Rosh and Wasserin hand, Neaman, we trust him. Why? Because once again, we have the concept of Pesha Asa Pesha Etir. And if you're going to trust him that they came from Eretz Israel, then you can also trust him when he says he said from us and Asra. Okay? That he separate from us and Asra. If he says, Mishili, if he says, this person says, look, he grew in my field and he's a Jew in Syria, he has to separate from us and Asra, then Chayv Laser. However, if he says musarin him, but don't worry, I separate from us and once again, man, why shall pesasa peshahitu? Because once again, had he said nothing, it would have been patur, because you assume it came from a goy within Syria, and it's patur for trumas amasra. And uh, the fact that he's made, he, if you're going to believe him, would say it's his, you can believe him that he says it's the brush has been performed. Im yodua hu shiyesh If however, you know this gentleman has a field in Syria, then we say chayav dasa say trumas amasra. Okay, let's do the Gemara. Because again, he doesn't no longer has a peshasa peshahitu anymore. Let's continue. Israel the goy shekanu beito shel shel goy. What if a Jew and an Israel purchased a house of a goy? Vayasham yai nesach v'vodazara umaot, and it had all these possessions in it that are asur. Yai nesach isur hana. You're allowed to have this one that's used for v'vodazara. Avodazara itself umaot and money. Lo yomar lo tol at ata. The Jew can't say to the goy, "You take the yai nesach and v'vodazara, and I take the money." Because in that situation, they bought the house together and he's effectively selling the Vodazara, which he's not allowed to do. It says, He says, it doesn't have to be things that are necessarily Vadai Avodazara. For example, uh, this Nesach compared to something that's not Vadai Avodazara, like money. And even these uh, images, if you like, that one is like a Dlufki, like a table. Uh, it's like a type of uh, small table, three-legged table, I think they support like to display food and like on, I think. Um, and for something like that, even though it's a sui kamin selim, it looks like some sort of image of some sort, there's no chashas of Zara. And something that doesn't look, that something is, uh, maybe, it could, maybe it could be Abod Zara. Even then, you still can't say, you take that, I take that. In other words, there seems to be a chashash of Zara, still you can't do the, 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 the division that way. Is that true? This seems to be true. Sorry, not rhetoric. This seems to be right. We find by Chaver and Amaaretz, the inheritor for this father, that was the Mishnah. What do we say? You have certain fruit that is susceptible to Tumah and, and certain fruit that's produce that's not susceptible to Tumah. We saw previously the Chaver can't say, you take the ones that are receptive to them, and I can't. So, see to, so to here, we see a similar thing. That's why he says, you, he can't say, you take the Vodazara, and I'll take the cash. So we say, one second, but our mission seems to be cholik on it. Why? Because we saw that if a Goy and a Ger is, is Yorish from their father, we said that you can't say, Tolata Vodazara, Baniyama Ot. 
We said you can do it in that concept, in that context. That, that, that he can say, you take the Vodazara and I'll take the uh, I'll take the money. Um, so we say, Amasofa Leti Pligi. It's actually not Khalek. Why? If you recall, we said in the Mishnah, in the case where the Ger and the Goy inherited from their, from their father, who was a, a Goy, we said that you can't say you take the Abodaz, he said you can say you take the Abodazara and I'll take the cash. However, if the, if you like, the Arusha has already been delivered. So the Ger got all, half the Abodazara and the Goy got half the cash. Then the Mishnah says, you can't say it now, make a deal and say, all right, you take the, the Abodaz and I'll take the cash. Because once it's already Balar once it's already, if you like, being the Chalukah has been performed, then it, then it'll be like doing a business transaction and selling Abodazara. So, so too here, he's saying this case is like that. Meaning this case is where they've purchased a house together and it's already Balar So that's why in the case of the house, we say that in that case, you can't say, you take the Abodaz and I take the cash. So it does seem to be consistent with Amish. So now, Akila Sager, Akila, a famous convert, he says, He divided with his brothers. In other words, really, what, what, what could have Akila done? Akila could have done. He says, You take the brothers, I take the catch. We learned that in the Mishnah. However, he was Machmir and he, said, and he took the Hana'a and placed it in, and, and threw it in Yamamelech. Now, what does that mean? Plata Omarain, the three different Omarain, two different opinions here. What's the Me'avodazara? Meaning, uh, it says, dumb. so one understanding is, it's the Damim, according to the, um, the money, according to Reb Chaim. Shenafal, the money that came from his father, that he knew that was the Me'avodazara, he threw in the Yamsuf. But Charana Amar, another person, another Shita, another Amara says, meaning he was cholek Damim Keneged Avodazara like he was allowed to. But the damim, the money that was equal to the chelak of Adazara that could have been his, that he didn't want to get Hanaf from when he threw in the, threw in the sea. So that means he was more matna like Amishnah. And another shita says he went even further. So when you can see, it's like each shita is giving more and more machmi who has been. But Harana, the final shita says, Amar, Avodazara atzmahu lichli amamelech. Elibishvila kola Avodazara mebetada. What did he do? He said to his brothers, you take the cash, I want the Avodazara. And, and why did he do that? He did that so he could take it, throw in the Yamamelech because he wanted to remove all types of Avodazara from his father's house. So those are the three different Chumras by Akilas. One is simply it was the money new from Azar he, he chucked out. Other one it was, it was actually, you know, the value of money that he got in exchange, if you like, in the part of the division, it was equivalent to the Avodazara he should have got. And the final understanding is, you know, he opted to take the Avodazara so he could dispose, dispose and destroy it. Okay. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Thank you so much. Good Shabbos.